Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 76, 76 of Utopia to Me, with me, your host, Chris Locke. Um, how's it going? Where are you? What are you doing? Are you out there uh, riding your bike, uh, listening to this on your earbuds on some dusty trail? Um, here's the thing. Is it in between seasons? Because sometimes I like, hey, I like riding my bike, but is it summer or is it winter? You know, sometimes it's, you know, fall and you're riding your bike and you're like, this is the best. I can still ride my bike. There's no snow. And then your hands are cold, though. And you're like, but my hands are cold. Or your face is cold. And then you're like, in your mind, in your in super hyper-intelligent mind thinking, my face is cold. That's crazy how intelligent we are as creatures to have those kind of thoughts, right? My face is cold. Maybe you're in a hot place where you're like, I can ride my bike all the time. What are you talking about, you northern North American? Um, you know, where are you? Doesn't matter. Listen, this episode 76 is great. It's with Mark Normand, um, a comic that I got to play with here at JFL 42, the Just for Last Festival in Toronto. And he's so funny. He's been on Conan five times. He's got Comedy Central specials, super funny, he travels all, all the time, uh, telling jokes. And uh, also, I feel really alive right now, as you can tell by the color and the character of my voice right now. But I just will put out, people that listen to this podcast regular, you will be able to hear how effing hungover I am in this episode. So it's a little low energy for me, but Mark has a lot to say and a lot of ideas to ponder on. So that's colorful. Um, and we're just going to dive right in now. So please sit back and enjoy episode 76. Uh, and then here we go with Mark Normand, the hilarious uh, Mark Normand. Here we go. Enjoy. I'm going to put my wallet here and my shades. Uh, you're one of those guys. You're a stacker, I call you. <laughs> There's a couple guys who put their wallet, their phone, their keys, they just put it on the table. And that, that is a crazy lifestyle to me. I can't do it. Wait, you don't stack? No, I got everything in my pocket where I want it because I don't want to lose it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sometimes when you're rush, you might lose something. Well, that's why I stack it. So you can just grab the pile and sort it while you're running from the oh, cops. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, that, I, like, I gotta have it on my body. It's like those guys where you go, Wait, where's your ID? And they go, oh, my wallet's in the car. You're like, in the car? What are you kidding? <laughs> I gotta have my wallet on me all the time. But yeah, that's a different um, uh, person. No, I would never leave my wallet in the car. Yeah. That's different. That's popular, too. People do that. Maybe if I was in the car for a long time, I'd stack it on top of something. Yeah. yeah but I would maybe. grab it when I left. Yeah, I don't know. i got to have it on me. I'm a loser. I, uh, that sounds bad. I'm a loser. But I lose my jacket, my keys. I'll lose everything if it's not attached to me. Oh, yeah. You're like a loser in the you lose stuff sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in, otherwise, you're cool. Uh, well, who knows? I hope. <laughs> yeah, you you want to be. But if you want to be cool, does that make you uncool? You know what I mean? It's very... <laughs> complex it really does uh yeah you can't be like i'm cool right guys then you're dead yeah yeah right <laughs> i'm always blown away by what's considered cool i because i'm like i don't know if i'm like a cool guy obviously like you know like you know uh like pitbull is cool no like, way this guy is he's middle-aged guy named pitbull in a white suit he's i don't get it why is he cool that guy is cool he sells out i don't he's a joke i don't get it it's not fair I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't get that. But maybe there's like two different styles of cool. 
Yeah. And we're yes. like in this other weird world where there's a different style of cool. Right, right. Like we're actually, I feel like we're a little more aware. Technically, those two uh, different versions of the world might be actually fighting each other right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have something there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ignorance is bliss. You know, if you're, if you're Pitbull, or if you can name yourself Puff Daddy and like walk around, you know... Yeah. Ironically, I can't even imagine what a life that would be. I love the idea of Pitbull before a concert going, uh, ignorance is bliss. Well, here we go. And he puts <laughs> on his shades. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That would defeat the whole thing because then he would, he would know and then it's not the yeah. same. But yeah. Yeah. It'd be like that sad thing. How do you live at night, Pitbull? Yeah. Um, but if you don't know, congratulations. Hey, I know. I'm jealous. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for doing this. Mm. I'm in your hotel room right now. This yes. is uh, Mark Norman, everybody. Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, and we're uh, at the JFL 42 Festival. I opened for you the other night, and That's it was right. a blast. Your great. set is amazing. Oh, come on. Your um, set was, you killed, and the crowd was great. The yeah. show was great. The fest is great. The city's great. Yeah, oh, there's t- yeah, it's totally. The crowd, yeah, that was, they're all, they've all been really fun shows, because it's comedy fans going. Yes, yes. Which and I love. I hate it when you uh, disturb someone's dinner. I know. And that's the audience. Story of my life. Uh, since I was a kid, I was always bothering. My dad would do a thing where I would be like, Dad, Dad, this happened. And he would just point to the TV. That was like my dad's parenting. Oh, my God. I have a instance like that. Um, at my cottage once, I was doing cottage. something. Yeah. What? Wait, what are you, uh, Hemingway? <laughs> yeah, I was writing a book about uh, portrait of the artist as a young man. That's Joyce, but you know what I mean. I was young. That's why I said it like that. But the thing is, is all of a sudden I feel this tap on my head, and I'm like, is my dad giving me physical love? Yeah. And then I look around and he's tapping my head because I'm blocking the <laughs> golf on TV. <laughs> oh, golf too. Jeez, you're you're more yeah. boring than golf. Oh uh, yeah, he's a golf freak. Yeah, wow. I'm bothering golf. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, dad. I mean, that's why we do comedy. I guess we need that. Like, no, let me prove to you, I'm I'm entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone uh, that's coming out to the shows for the festival, thanks, dads. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you're welcome, audiences. Our dads were neglectful. <laughs> but yeah, great. I love this city. I'm putting this in my like top five cities now. Oh, you should, good. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm Toronto born and raised. And, you know, I travel to New York sometimes and L.A. and stuff. But it's hard for me to choose to move there. Yeah. Because we do have it good here. You got it you know, good. You big got scene. Great of- scene. Yeah, sorry. Just so many restaurants, yeah. bars, and the, it's clean, it's safe, it's pretty. The girls are pretty. I, yeah. Everything's, I like it. Everything's good. And the people are smart here. There's not like <laughs> dumb, weird pit history. Bull. Yeah, it's not Pitbull. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. Dumb, weird history, right? Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty fresh. Yes. We're still sort of like, I liken it to like, it's still like a port in like a new world sort of. Uh, right. You know, like. Oh, uh, yeah. I see that. And you still got like new architecture and weird. There's still weirdness here, which is good. You want to yeah. see with some weirdness. Yeah. Wait, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, um, you know, there's weirdos walking around. You don't want a city that's too shiny. You know, you have the shine and you got the malls and the big skyscrapers, but you also have. Little kookiness. You got some dives. You got some wackos. Yeah. Uh, some mohawks and some spray paint and some grit. <laughs> you know, you want a little of that. Yeah, too. it's almost like a like New York is just gargantuan, but Toronto. It's like each little area has like the most tiny smidgen of New Yorkiness. Oh yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh, but it's totally. like a super clean Playmobil version of. Do you have Playmobil in America? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Playmobil version of New York or something. It's we weird. Would, we would say Fisher Price, maybe. Oh yeah, Fisher Price. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. But same shit. <laughs> yeah, cool. 
Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Let's talk about some of the things that, uh, yeah, because you've been hitting it hard for like years, and uh, you're, you're just a killer joke writer. Oh, thanks. Have Jeez. you done every late night show? I think you have. No, I get Who? that question a lot, but I, it's because I've done Conan five times. Yeah, right. So yeah, it feels like amazing. a bunch. But uh, I've only done Conan, Colbert, and Fallon. But there's Kimmel, there's Corden, and there's Myers. Right. So but does Corden this. even have stand-up yeah, sometimes, right? he had yeah. Carmen Lynch on. He had Phil Hanley on. Not oh. Phil. Phil did Ferguson. But, Phil did Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he, they have Twice. people. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to get on Corden uh, this winter. I don't know when this comes out. Um, probably like in a couple of days. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to get on this winter. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just CBS is so squeaky. I mean, you can't say homeless. You can't say, you know, I hate that guy or whatever. It's got to be so positive. Yeah, I tried to get on. Is it? So it's NBC, did you say? CBS. Oh, CBS. Oh. Which is even worse than NBC. NBC is like Fallon, but CBS is like old people. Ah, uh, yeah. Fallon, I tried to get on once. Uh, one guy was really rooting for me, but uh, yeah, it was tricky. It, you're my too thing got whittled down to... Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, you're too uh, interesting and outside the box. They say they want that shit, but they're all pussies. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, cruise shippy on that one. Yeah, a maybe. little bit. There's a taste of that. Definitely. I mean, they've had funny guys on, like Mike Vecchione and yeah. uh, Nikki Glaser. But, uh, yeah, they want... You need that polish and that, like, uh, accessibility. Yeah. Mainstreamness. Um, yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah. In that regard. <laughs> That's also kind of a badge of honor in a weird way. Yeah. No, I'm, I'll take it. Um, I'm really influenced by the... a lot. The Canadians like Norm Macdonald and Harlan Williams. and Oh, yeah. In the States, I think those guys are thought of as kind of weirdos, you know? So I'm cool well, with that. Uh, Norm's a god. Yeah, Norm's a legend. That's different, yeah. Yeah, Harlan he, is weird, but I like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, we could talk all day about this. I'm I sure know. we got to get to the, uh, the the theme of the show. Um, but wait, let me say, you started in New York? Yeah. No, New Orleans. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I just... I was rudderless. I had nothing going on. Desperate. Lived in a house with a bunch of, you know, douchebags and uh, had nothing going on. Failing out of college. I was in my third college and I, I was working at a Mexican restaurant. And one of the waiters said, you should try stand-up. You're a funny guy. And I said, ah, who the-? I had no self-esteem. I still don't. And I was like, ah, I yeah. can't. What am I, crazy? Uh, it, to me, it was like being an astronaut. It was like so far away. Yeah. And he's like, just try an open mic. And I was like, ah, who am I? I can't go up there. They're not going to listen to me. And I got really drunk and tried it. And I had a yeast infection at the time. Really? And I talked about that, and it went pretty well. And I was <laughs> hooked. Like, it changed my whole life. And I took a speech class in college just to get up more. That was another way to get some time. Yeah. And I gave these speeches, and I was killing. Because in class, there's no bar for, like, comedy, you know? Yeah, so yeah. If you say, like, a bad joke, they're still like, well, we're in class. This is better than school. Let's laugh. Yeah. So I'd be killing in these speeches. And then I was like, all right, that helped because you learn how to write it a little bit. That's amazing. And then I just started doing open mics, looking through the phone book. This is, this is how old this was. Looking through the phone book for like comedy clubs. And I would drive three hours for a guest spot and all that shit. And then you start, you start your own show in New Orleans and blah, blah, blah. And then my friend said, I'm moving to New York. I said, I'm going with you. And that was it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really ambitious for a person just starting out. Yeah, because usually it's like you dip your you dip your tone for a few years, right, right, until you find that groove. But you really went for it. I went for it a whole hog. I had nothing going on, and the whole time I had that like you're a piece of shit. What are you doing with your life? All you do is drink and do drugs and yeah. chase girls, and like I had nothing to show for myself, and that really really bothered me. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. So I had to get out there, but New York was hell for like two years, three. Yeah, years. 
What, when was that? Because I met you uh, just briefly, 2010, I did the Hot Soup Show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much still, by the way. Yeah, no, come back and do it again. <laughs> We're still running, baby. One of the longest running shows in New York. Yeah, I did it at, the, at another location a few years ago. Uh, yeah. I think you were out of town, but... Uh, yeah, Irish yeah. Exit. is It's it's moved uh, up in streets and quality. I yeah. Think. But, uh, yeah, I moved to New York in O's. Uh, September 07. Okay. And uh, got mugged three times in a year. Landlord died of AIDS. Uh, had bed bugs. I mean, it was, the city was trying to spit me out, not to mention the open mics and a day job and all oh, that. Shit. So it was, That's crazy. It was rough. Well, then super big congratulations oh. for the success now. Hey, thanks. And your style I really love because, you know, I love... Um, I, you know, yeah, I think, you know, when I get on stage personally, I'm a little bit of a character that mm-hmm. makes you laugh for that regard too, but... At the end of the day, I want to be like I want the jokes. I like sure. even the classic like vaudeville style jokes. I love good like well written jokes. And I think that you've mastered like you got a, just a classic uh, yeah almost I'd say vaudevillian oh, wow, way of thanks. writing like just classic good jokes. Well, it's funny you say that because my uh, hero is Groucho. He's Me my too. Number- Get I was trying here. not to say Groucho. Is that right? Yeah, I was Holy literally trying shit. not to say Groucho right wow, now. Wow, that's crazy. And make it a bit more broad, but yeah. Yeah, he's I, my guy. I see it. Oh, really? Is, that's so crazy. That is crazy. I literally was trying not to say Groucho, but I wow. see Groucho. Yeah. And he's a, a hero of mine, too. I mean, talk about, I mean, what, first of all, he's Woody Allen's hero and Bill Cosby. Those yeah. Those are rough names now. But, uh, <laughs> it's weird, eh? But, like, two comedy giant titans, they looked up to this guy. Yeah. You know? And no one knows about how great he is. Like, people are like, oh, the Marx Brothers, yeah, they're legends. But, I mean, Mar- uh, Groucho was like, he had the one-liners, and yeah. he was, looked funny, he talked funny, he moved funny, he was always, like, walking short, and, yeah. uh, you know, like, the eye stuff, and the mustache, and the cigar, all that is taken. Yeah. The Vlasic pistol, Pickle guy is, is based off Groucho, Bugs Bunny is Groucho. Yeah. It's all Groucho. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a huge influence, and he has the comedy... Both. He has the the physical and the one-liner, which I always loved. And I was like, I want to be that. And he's anti-establishment, yeah. fun way, all that wow. shit I love. Wow, what a hit. Yeah, I'm so glad you like that. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Has no one ever mentioned that before? Uh, that I'm like him? Yeah, or like maybe they could tell the They influence? could tell once I tell them, but it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Usually one time when I, got, I get really drunk and I'll like run amok, and somebody was like, man, when you get drunk, it's like a Marx Brothers movie. And I was it was like the best compliment I ever heard. Yeah. You know, I'm like walking on a table, I'm like grabbing a woman's ass, and run, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Chaos. Control yeah, I was just chaos. telling someone the other day, like, I just want to write perfect jokes. Like that one, what's it, with the... On uh, You Bet Your Life, where the woman has like seven kids or something. He's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I love a good cigar, but I still take it out of my mouth every now and <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah, you know? I know. But yeah. uh, bad news. Those are all actors. I know. Isn't that a bummer? Still yeah. a great line, but. You can tell, right? Yeah, they're all characters. Yeah, yeah you can tell. But uh, he had another great. These, these are two two great Groucho lines, and I know we got to get to the goddamn. No, it's okay. Premise. We take time. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Two great Groucho lines, and these are not fake. One time he was at a restaurant eating a bowl of soup, and a priest walked up. This is, I don't know, mid sixties, and he goes, "Hey, Mister uh, Marx, I don't want to bother you. I just want to say thank you for putting so much joy into the world." And he looks up from his soup, and he goes, thank you for taking so much out, and then goes back to eating, <laughs> which I love, nailing the priest. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, another time, this is uh, on the, the set of like Animal Crackers, one of their movies, Yeah. and this guy, Andy Wood, or Jeff Wood, was the director, and he's like, he's like, I can't control you guys. You guys are animals. You're running around. He's like, I can't. 
I can't make actors out of clay. And he goes, well, apparently you can't make directors out of wood. That's amazing. I mean, come on. Yeah, Animal Crackers is super underrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Duck Soup gets all the praise. Yeah. Animal Crackers is uh, when the statues uh, shoot back at Harpo, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want the world to be like that. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, one more, and then, yeah. we'll, then we'll get on. Yeah, let's uh, do it. No, I love right, it. Sorry, I'm a I love a, a grocho appreciation. We haven't had it on here before. Yes, yeah. GA. So uh, one time they were doing, like, they were these, you know, they were huge now. The Marx Brothers are a huge name in comedy and in movies. They're giant celebrities. And these guys get hired to write a script. And uh, the studio's like, all right, well, you got to read it to the Marx Brothers to see if they approve. And they're like, oh, my God, they're trembling. They read this whole script. They read through it, you know, takes an hour and a half to read it. And they go, well, what do you think, Groucho? And he goes, I think it stinks. And they leave. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Did you know that Salvador Dali uh, wrote a script for them? No. Yeah, and it's really bizarre. There, You can find excerpts of it online. Salvador Dali did something bizarre? <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, but I, yeah, because you had all these great writers, too, like uh, S.J. Perlman and, and Kaufman and stuff writing for them. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, you'd kind of be disappointed, maybe, like, ah, Groucho had writers and stuff. Right. But then, no. You he, see him he, in any interview, yes. any book about him. He's, yeah, they had writers for the thing, but sure. he's the man. Still. He's the man. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. He's the vehicle. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, now we can talk about the right. if you want. I geeked out. No, I love that. Um, okay, so your utopian world full of grouchos. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you said you had some ideas. You're thinking about it today already? Yeah, and I don't want to get all preachy, and uh, I love the idea of the show. I don't want to get all oh, preachy thanks. and uh, high and anal, but uh, the the couple things I think ideally in a utopia would be, oh boy, here we go. Um, one, I don't think everybody should have children. I don't think everybody's equipped to have kids. And I know I'm going right into the jugular here. No, it's here. great. I don't think everybody's equipped to have kids. I don't think everybody's equipped to have a gun. And I think a kid is actually more dangerous than a gun because it can grow up and kill millions of people. A gun can just shoot one or two people at a time. Yeah, a kid can hold two guns. Yes, hey, that's a good quote. <laughs> a kid can hold two guns and a machine gun and just blow people away. And, and yeah. uh, you know, a kid can drunk, drink and drive. A kid can become Hitler. A kid can become Stalin or Mao or whoever the hell. And uh, I, I think some parents are not fit. Some people aren't fit to have a dog, let alone a, a life of a human. Yeah. So that, I think we should, I don't know how to regulate that. Do you take a test? At least with a, a gun as a waiting period, you know? Yeah. No, Maybe that's the, true. It's like, um, I love that part in the movie Idiocracy. You ever see that? Oh, it's been a while. That movie's ahead of its time. Yeah, they show a sort of like maybe a naughty, well-equipped family having like nine kids. Right. Whereas like the intelligent planners never even get to have one. Exactly. Because they're waiting for it to be the right time. Right, right. That's, yeah. I thought that was perfect. And we're, yeah. it's true. We're going to skew that way. I mean, it's happening. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm all for abortion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. In your utopian world. Most places give abortions. Yes. Here, here. <laughs> Abort away. And did you see that Freakonomics documentary where they showed, like, there's less crime in these areas? And they're why is there less crime here and more crime here? And they showed because there's an abortion clinic in that area. Really? Yeah. So people who didn't want kids could get rid of them. And then people who 
also didn't want kids, couldn't get rid of them, so they just had these fucked up kids that their parents didn't want them. So they're like running out, running around, doing so shit. So in the neighborhoods where there weren't abortion clinics, are they super like religious or uh... Uh, mostly just poor? Like yeah. you know, the, the, there's like a liquor store and a gun store, but there's not like a, a clinic. Weird. Yeah, where so... you would think that people would make that decision. And I know it would help them out. Right. Do you think? Hmm. No, I didn't see that documentary, but. What's the premise actually about? Is it like, uh, is there a grander scheme going on? Is it a conspiracy or something? No, it's just like, uh, it's like kind of a Malcolm Gladwell-y, why oh, is yeah. this like this and this not? And like, why do, you know, they say Asian people can't <clears throat> can't drive. And they're like, well, why do Asian people get more crashes? And they show this Korean pilots and why they keep crashing. And it's it's not, it has nothing to do with their race. It's a whole thing. And they just break everything down on why. And it's never what you think. Like, why are the Beatles right. the greatest? And they show how much they had to train in Hamburg and how much they played compared right. to everyone else. So you're like, oh, it's not this cosmic, cool thing. It's just it's just numbers. Yeah, yeah. No, they were like a bar band for 10 years or something, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just cutting their teeth uh, over and over and over. Yeah, cool. Okay, so that's good. That's You're looking out for humanity right off the bat. Yeah, that's all right. Nice. It's nice. It is weird how in the, in the States they have such a... Huge contention with that uh, issue. It doesn't really. I mean, we're it's lucky weird. we get to sit chill up here and be like, hmm, okay. Well, Canada's um, better in that way because you guys sit back and you're so much less uh, regimented than us. <clears throat> like, like maybe not regiment is the wrong word, but we're so like stigma y in America. Everything's a stigma. Yeah. Hey, you get an abortion, you're a bad person. You got to be religious. Oh, if you have sex, you're weird and you're gross and you're a whore. Or, uh, oh, you go to therapy? What a nut job. You must be crazy. And it's like, these yeah. are all good things. Go fuck somebody. Go to therapy. These are good. Yeah, and in yeah. Canada, I feel like you guys sit back and watch us be idiots. And then you go, well, we're not going to do that. We'll just smoke weed and give you health care. We still have our idiots, though. That's oh, for really? sure. But we just, I think one thing that helps is the way, way smaller population. Yeah, well, there so goes there's my like, kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to that. Yeah. Um, okay, that You're was a good right. one. I like that one. All right. Another thing is, uh, I think we're hanging on to a lot of these. Uh, the same way we're hanging on to late night, you know. Like, do we really need the guy behind the desk in a suit asking, you know, Tom Cruise about his dumb movie? Is that? I feel like it's all going the other way. It's all going online. Everything. Yeah. For we're drift, and I feel like we're kind of drifting away from. Dare I say it? Marriage. Is that really necessary? The idea of marriage feels so forced, and it's like you know. Why do I, I don't know? Why can't you just be with someone that you love? And the, what do we need to sign this contract? And then then you got to get divorced. And maybe we're not supposed to be together forever. Can't we just be together for ten years? And maybe it'll fizzle out. And that's life. And blah blah blah. I'm really uh, nervous about all those cliches about marriage because I think it's funny that you started off your utopia with these two things because I'm literally married with a kid, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so sorry. I wouldn't even exist in your world. But you're happy. Um, yeah, I'm okay. happy. But no, it is like yeah, we're we're lucky. Like we met, and we're like uh, even after the f- first time, you know, we kind of you know, and then uh, what? What? What does that mean? You know, like had sex. Honk. Yeah, okay, yeah, got it. Beep honk. Yeah, jammed, smashed. Uh, <laughs> That's the new one. Yeah, right after the first time we crushed it, yeah. um, each other. And then, no, we were having breakfast. I always remember this. And uh, at a place. And we were like, we're freaks. We're not the type of people that will ever get married and have kids. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. But then we couldn't stop being together and couldn't stop thinking about that stuff. And then it just happened naturally. But I totally, as a stand up and as a comedian, 
grew up thinking that. So I think, like, yeah, I think it fits for some people. Mm-hmm. But then we'll see. Like you said, ten years down the line, I'll be right. like, um, get me out of here. <laughs> give, yeah, give me a motorcycle and a ramp. But I'm, I'm all going, for love, yeah. and I'm all you guys. Like you said, you can't stop seeing each other, and I get that, and I've been there, and it's beautiful and great. Yeah. But I just feel like I don't get the contract part. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's the idea of marriage is great. Like let's be together forever. We're so in love. That's awesome. But the whole, yeah, let's sign this, and if you do one thing wrong, it's all ruined, and I'm going to sue your ass and all. And it's like ah, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel natural. It is weird. I think that part was weird for sure, yeah. and you could tell that we were. Maybe like trapped in like old, you know, whatever. Well, I can't even think right now. I'm hungover. We didn't yeah. mention how hungover oh, I am so hungover. on this, did I? No, we the, didn't, and we should. People listening can tell by my voice right now. Yeah, it's extra husky. <laughs> There's a few Jameson shots in my throat right now. Oh, That's what that sound is. I uh, dude, I know it. I know that feeling so well. I had a bunch of scotches, and you can just you smell your skin. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, god, yeah. brutal. Yeah, no, it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, traditions. Is that, I think traditions. We were, I think we were tr- like locked in the tradition with yes. family. Was like, you know, what I mean, right? And it's weird how uh, it's magical though. Like, what, it is marriage? a magical moment when you're getting married. Is it's it very nice? Okay, yeah. See, I, but it's got to be the right person. And I think yeah. I would say it's to find the right person that makes you feel that way. I bet you it's rare, way rarer than it is that uh, as it happens. Like mm. then it happens. I mean. Yeah, all the percentage of divorce, it makes sense. I'm yeah. sure that wasn't the right person. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I think that I think it is rare to be like you're the best. I completely agree yeah. and and it is it's sad to say and no one wants to come to grips with this, but it's the same with finding your passionate career. A lot of people just don't find it. Yeah. And that's okay. We're lucky. We yeah. know exactly what we want to do. This painter knows what he wants to do or and this baker knows what she wants to do. Whatever it is, and there are obsessed with this job and their passion they listen to podcasts about baking and they're you know and that's great you're lucky but a lot of people the majority just goes all right i gotta get something stable i gotta make some money i gotta get benefits that's all i want that's all i can get out of life and i think the same goes with your partner you know you're like there's a bajillion people out there you just assume i'll find my soulmate i'll find my perfect match maybe it's not out there maybe you don't have one maybe you're a piece of shit maybe you don't deserve a perfect match you know like no one ever uh, considers that part, yeah, and I think uh, yeah, they, they just rush get it, they push it. Yeah, they yeah. want to get married because they're like, "This is it. Let's force it a little bit. Let's make it happen." But maybe it can't happen. Yeah, marry me, you asshole, is what they say. I've gotten and that, and it's already off to a bad start. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then ah, just if it's not gonna happen, and then marriage is harder because there's another person's feelings involved with a job. You're like, I hate this job. I'm quitting. Yeah. But marriage is like, I don't want to ruin your life. I don't want you to ruin mine. I have feelings. I'm hurt. That's emotional. Yeah, my wife is a comedian, writer, actor as well. So it's like, yeah, we're just cruising in our careers. Right. There's never and uh, completely understandable. But it's like, yeah, I've been in long term relationships where the person never fully knows what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then if you're like, yeah, if you marry that person, what do you need? Always kind of like you're in this direction right going in this direction and then you're constantly also trying to consider them and help them all the time i think that's a, for sure a snag oh yeah big you snag know? and and i think we're both insecure sensitive people so yeah. like like a lot of my friends i went to their weddings i'm 34 we went to their weddings in their mid-20s they're already divorced yeah they went through hell crying you know like i guess it's over uh, what are we gonna do with the kids and like that's a whole and i watch that and i go i'm too weak to handle that i think yeah and so that there's a not a bitterness, but there's a bit of a thing where I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. 
You know, so maybe that's part of my whole anti-marriage thing, but... No, I think it's cool. I just, yeah, I don't know, it's... I think you should definitely just get, like, a mansion and be a weird, cool bachelor and have just, like, a, you know, like a weird life. Yeah, yeah. Like, play an organ, like, in the basement by yourself. You know what But I mean? that's the thing, see? That's what everybody uh, goes to. They go, well, you're going to be in a mansion alone. Right, but no, I'm like, right. no, I'm not... I would love to have a partner and love to live a long life with somebody and connect and all that, but I just don't know if... I want to sign that contract because I'm such a douche that those social constructs make me. That's what scares me. Right. You know, like with stand up, if somebody said, you're going to be a stand up for the rest of your life, I love stand up more than anything, but I'd still be like, wait, really? Well, I can't be an actor? No, nah, stand up. You're like, shit. But just the fact that there's no signature makes me feel better. The freedom. <clears throat> the freedom. Yeah. And I'll, I'm going to do stand-up for the rest of my life, and I know that, but still signing something would be weird. Okay, you're right. I was being judgmental. I totally respect the freedom aspect. I think about that all the time. Yes. And I joke about it on stage. You know, I would love to... Um, yeah, I'm, like, super happy in my life. Love my wife. Love my daughter. Mm-hmm. Would love to still be free as a fucking bird. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> But, you know, you but, know, I agree. But there's also that, like, you can't have the good without the bad. So, like, when your your kid's being annoying and yelling and you go, God, I wish I could just go to the fucking beach right now and jerk off or whatever you do. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. but the bad. But then when you're cuddling with the, the wife and the kid's there and everybody's watching a movie and it's beautiful, then then it's all it's all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like the three of us do a big family hug all the time just mm-hmm. for fun. Uh Nothing beats that feeling. Nothing, but, nothing. But you're right. You can still do that without the freaking contract and the government uh, making sure that That's it's all... That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was more like the kind of guy, like, when we were getting married, signing the thing, I was just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what right. I mean? I didn't yeah. think too many steps ahead. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Well, you don't want to beat me. Well, no, no. I mean, you're a fine lad. But uh, just saying, a friend of mine, Jason, he got married and got divorced within like two years. Yeah. And I was like, what were you thinking on the altar? Like what, when the all the groomsmen and bridesmaids were around you and the priest was talking, he was like, oh, I knew the whole time. I was like, this this, this is dumb. And I was like, wow, that yeah. fucking like shook me. I was like, oh, my God, this whole event, all these people came out there in suits, there's flowers and That's catering. Insane. And you just knew the whole time, like, yeah, I'll get this out of the way and then we'll get divorced. That is so bad. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, that's a bad story. Bad, real bad. Well, there's also, like, we all have stories of people, like, they might not admit it, they might not know, but we're watching this disaster happen. Too. Oh, yeah. That's, I love, I kind of love that. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> we all, we all enjoy it. That's why celebrity divorces are, like, the front page. You know? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. They yeah. do it. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, that's good. I like that. All right. No, yeah, just chill on the signed documents of people being together like you don't have to force it uh go having an abortion please and then what else um <laughs> well this is good i like it yeah we're getting somewhere and again it does I, sound like first like it could be called bachelor's planet this planet yeah. so far <laughs> <laughs> right you, you got a point there but uh that's no, good though i want to clarify i'm i'm all about partnerships and companionship and being in love and having kids you're a good decent human being have a kid by all means yeah. So I'm not saying kill every child like China, but I'm just saying, I don't know if that's true. Maybe the women, they kill the girls. No, but the freedom of choice is what you're talking about. Freedom of choice and bringing a kid in this world is way more dangerous than bringing anything else, I think. So I just think we got to like uh, get a little, 
you know, we'll do some background checks or something. Right. You know? So that's Very all. nice. Okay, sorry. So I'm in, right. I, yeah, maybe I insinuated it was a bit more like uh, self-indulgent, but you're just saying, actually, you're being more responsible. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And considerate. Very right. nice. Very all kind. right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Uh, and then everything else is just like the, about the times we're living in. I hate the the culture. I hate the fucking uh, <laughs> high anxiety about words and triggers and all that bullshit. I, I can't stand that stuff. We got real problems, and we should get in there and love each other and all that. I just hate the looking. The looking for outrage is bugging me. Yeah. Well, I was telling my wife uh, the other night, actually, or the other day, that uh, what I really like about your set is you. You travel across those roads a little bit in mm-hmm. your material, but you do it very respectfully oh, and polite thanks. and gingerly, and so that like you know br- big broad audiences, everybody can laugh and right. You know we take the piss out each of it out of each other, but it's not cruel. It's not you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like yeah, you're right. I feel like that should happen a bit more, and it, it, we are in weird, scary times where everyone's trying to like destroy a new person yes. every week on the internet yes and they think they're this hero i'm like your whole you're you're at this comic club sitting in the back with a notepad going how can i fuck this guy how can i ruin his shit mm-hmm. as the guise of like a hero but do you realize what you're doing you're sitting in a dark room going all right i'm gonna get him i'm gonna make him lose his job because he said a joke at a comedy show yeah Arr, like that is way more damaging you're way more fucked up than some guy who makes a, a fat joke or whatever. I guarantee all of these hypocrites uh, say something terrible to their friends all the time. All the time. At a diner or like uh, hanging out, whatever. Completely. That it always it's always that overcompensation. It's like the gay the guy who hates gays is actually gay. Yeah. You know, why don't we ever say this super progressive person might actually be horribly racist? Yeah. You know, what are you compensating? I, I just tell jokes. I hang out with every race and group and it's fine, but but like, and also another thing that bothers me is whenever somebody calls you a racist, they never. If you prove to them you're not, they never apologize. They go, "Okay," and I'm like, "Well, you think being racist is a horrible thing, and we found out I'm not. So how about you just called me a horrible insult? How about an apology?" Yeah, yeah, but that never comes up, right? Because they don't care that you're not. If they really cared, they go, "Thank God you're not." All right, but they they just go, "Damn it, I thought I had them." That's yeah. what, that's what it's all about. It's the catching. That really bothers me. You just want to catch somebody to look like a hero. You don't really care about the outcome. Right. Good point. <clears throat> hey. Yeah, it's almost like that sort of... Yeah, it is sort of like a Hollywood paparazzi game for, um, for like, the plebes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, anybody now is just trying to be like, oh, I'm going to get a scoop. Yeah. But it's like, you don't need to do this. I had a fun moment the other night. I mean, uh, we don't have to dwell into this too much, but uh, yeah. I like to play around with this shit because I think so, mo- so much of it is phony. And like, look, there's good people who are making some real changes, and that's great. Yeah. But I was talking to these two comics, these two hipster girls, and I was like, oh, this guy made a rape joke the other night. What do you think about that? And they were like, unacceptable, can't do it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why? And she's like, that's offensive to women. I'm like, yeah, but it's a silly joke. And she was like, it doesn't matter. It's offen-. I was like, well, men get raped, too. And she was like, oh, don't give me that shit. Men get raped, too. I'm like, well, they do in prison all the time. She's, she didn't want to hear that. And I was like, well, that's a little weird. Yeah. Okay, you know, you, you just totally blow off a whole gender because it's not you. I don't know. So that felt uninclusive. And then this black comic walked up, and they were both like, oh, my God, we love this guy. He's great. And he's a friend of mine. And I go, he walked away, and I go, he's the one who said the rape joke, which he didn't. But I was just testing them, and they go, Oh, well, you know, jokes, jokes, you know, jokes, jokes or whatever. I'm like, what? 
Because he's a black guy, you you like <laughs> let it slide. Even that now your your morals are all out the window because you got to be. It's it's their their liberalness is like colliding. Like it's eating its own tail. Like what do we do? He's right. black. Ah, it's it's like the Rachel Dolezal thing. You ever see that? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, Caitlyn Jenner. She she says she's a woman. She's a woman. She identifies as a woman. Great. Well, this lady says she's black. Wow. Yeah. Well, what's the difference? You know. So. Wow, I like your slippery little trick. Well, I'm just saying, I just—it's so clearly bullshit. No, and it's good fabricated. to call. Yeah, the bullshit needs to be called on it more for sure. Yeah. So, but these girls, you could see their head was like, "Shit, what do we do here? He's black. <laughs> He's a minority. We can't go against him." Oh my god! But no, if you're truly open-minded and equal, you would go against him. Just just because he's black, he's still a person. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It is weird right now. It's, it's really like, weird. Uh, everyone just wants to float and be a perfect little angel. Yeah, I know, but we're not. <laughs> we're flawed and weird. And, yeah. And but to me, the jokes are the least of our problems. So it's weird to cling on to that because it's yeah. not helping anything. Yeah, it's a, it's. A, I don't understand this like microscopic sort of overanalyzing when li- literally we're all being crushed by giant uh, rich psychopaths yes come on <laughs> i think we should unite towards that instead of um you know white men being demonized sure um oh well they're, they're usually white men the rich businessmen yeah, yeah, they kill are. Us. totally but like or whoever yeah any yeah. different groups fighting each other it doesn't matter who right like, they're all just we're all being uh, divided right now. Yes, so much dividing, and and uh, we should all be coming together to just fight crime, <laughs> like <laughs> like a Justice League of yes plebes. Yeah, like I don't understand because <laughs> I'm kind of autistic and weird. I I just see things black and white, you know, no pun intended. But it's like, yeah. <clears throat> like I don't understand why some generalizations are bad and some are good. Like you know, if you go, so a lot of uh, Mexicans do landscaping. People go, oh my god, that's so offensive. I'm like, well, I've just I've just seen a lot. I'm not saying they all do, but oh, that's offensive. But then people say, like, dad bod. And you're like, well, there's some hot dads. There's, like, a lot of dads with hot bodies. Yeah. So why is that negative thing okay? But then this one, I, I don't get I, You know, to me, that's... Yeah, I had dad bod before, way before I was a dad. You were before the curve, <laughs> baby. But now I'm like... But you're right. It's after, like People be like, no, dad bod, it's hot. And then I'm like, um... Okay. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel, feel like it. Right. I'm looking in the mirror and I don't feel. <laughs> I feel <sexy>. tired. <laughs> yeah, tired right. bud. Tired bud. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, let me let me think of another uh, thing that would, that's good. That would. Uh, I love this. Ideal. It's rich. It's rich. Your ideas maybe. are rich and thick. Yes, rich white man. <laughs> um, yeah. What else is? Uh, yeah, I don't like the looking for outrage. If you're going to be outraged, be outraged. Like, my dad used to always say, we need a war. I was like, what are you, crazy? He's like, we need a war because it'll bring everybody together. But uh, we have a war. And- yeah, did you ever the, did you ever read that comic, uh, The Watchmen? No. Oh, I saw You've the movie. You've heard of it, right? Yeah. Um, the movie's a little different, but one thing I really liked about that was the guy, Ozymandias, is like this weird sort of superhero. His plan to bring the whole world together was have this weird alien show up mm-hmm. in New York, mm-hmm. but explode so it doesn't kill many people, but people are sacrificed. But then the whole world is like, shit, there's aliens? Right. So the world comes together to be like, ah, there's something bigger than us. Let's ah, get to, you know what I mean? That's great. That was this weird superhero's way of stopping all, like, whatever, cr- hate. I'm, and, like, I'm with so. it. But that's the problem now is we have that guy, he's an orange-haired weirdo in the White House, 
But then, like, or or back in the day, it was like, we all hate Nazis. Nazis are evil. It was just a blanket, great. We all hate Nazis. Now Nazis are living here. So, like, how do we fuck that up? Like, now part of our country is Nazis, so now we're hating ourselves, but not, and all this shit. And it's like, we're all topsy-turvy. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Is there any way to unify it? I'm putting that on you now. Yeah, you have to solve it I right now. I think there is, but it's going to be hard, and we have to actually discuss stuff and be realistic and... For some reason right yeah. now, my friend has this great quote. He says, uh, reason is edgy now. You know, if you're just reasonable and tell the truth, people are like, whoa, hey. Yeah. And, and uh, we have to get over that or else it's kind of like when you have a girlfriend and it's just like you're not really talking and everything's bottling up and, and then you just end up breaking up. But if you would actually talk, it would be hard and it would be painful and you'd cry but if you got it out, you'd get over the hump. Yeah. But we can't get over that hump because every time you say something, somebody calls you a bigot or a homophobe or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. So people are scared to speak. So. <clears throat> no, you're right. It is like weird when you are literally seeing something with your eyes and then in your mind you're self-editing like, well, I can't tell people I saw this. Right, right. Like, what is that? I. That I, is like self-policing, 1984, weird sort of... I know. Big brother lives in your head shit. Totally. And the pe- <clears throat> excuse me, I got a bunch of jizz in my throat. <laughs> and the people who uh who do it the most, like the people who harp on this and harp on that, I'm like, don't you realize you're Trump in a weird way? You're just a different kind of Trump. Yeah. You're just saying, Hey, don't do this, don't do that. I hate this. This has got to change. It's like you're just as bad. You're making all these rules and all that, and you think you're right, but Maybe you're not, and even if you aren't right or are right, step back and internalize a little bit and go, well, let me think about this. But they just go, this is it, and it's kind of like paint by numbers. This is good, this is bad. It's like, yeah. no, things are more complex. we got to mix it up and, and look That's at That's what it is. It's people are afraid of the complexities. They want to make it simple yeah. um, for their own like personal well-being, but they don't take responsibilities for how that is projected out onto all different types of people. Right. So they're trying to make the world easier for themselves. And then they're just making it uh, harder for everybody else. Exactly. Because they're insecure about like life being absurd or whatever. Right. And it's scary. <laughs> and, and right now there's somebody listening to this going, two straight white men <laughs> talking about this shit. They think that it's like, no, no, maybe listen for a second. And maybe take some in and, and disagree and agree and whatever. But it's just so, oh, they just find some loophole. Like, how can I uh, not listen to this shit? How can I not compute this and take it in? It's like, no, maybe take some of it in and then... Pick out what you like and don't like. It's just so walls are up, ironically. Yeah. People are putting up their own walls to keep other ideas out. Yeah, and in Canada, we do have some conservative uh, party members trying to imitate like the Trump sort oh, of really? brand right now, that alt-right sort of vibe. So it is it's, it is spreading. It's scary. It's scary. And, and weird. I just feel like there's audiences now. Like I did comedy you know, in 2010. Comedy was just comedy. Now I go up and I, I can feel people going... What's his stance? Yeah. I can't tell where... And it's like, stop worrying about that and just laugh at the jokes because they're made to have a setup and a punchline. That's yeah. it. I'm I not s- trying to change the world here. I'm just telling jokes at a comedy show, but they're sitting there going, do I agree or do I disagree? Right. Well, who cares? I have a, a tiny arsenal uh, in my head for like club shows where it's like, Okay, I'm going to throw this at you. Like, they're get, come on, guys, get loose yes. type of jokes. Yes, I, I heard a few of those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. have them now. You didn't have to have those before. I know. It's like all these like weird, yeah. Like, your buttholes are tight. I can feel it. All that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and it helps because they go, okay, but. And then they go, hee, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It's like super judgy. We're all dead. 
Yeah, we're all judgy. <laughs> but not in your perfect utopian world. No, no. In my world, we just live and, and try to get along and uh, hope for the best. But it's it's where it, you said it well in the green room. Like we're trying to make our own problems because that's what humans are meant to do. You know, you're supposed to get up and farm, and you got to make hay while the sun shines, and you got to find water and eat, and you know. Protect your family from coyotes and, you know, indigenous whatever. And that's how we used to live. And you're happy. At the end of the day, you're like, everything worked out. We got our kumquats and our potatoes. (laughs) And my kids are safe. And my wife is here. And everything's good. And I got a shelter. And now we're going, everything's great. I got the internet. I can look at uh, Florida getting destroyed. I can look at porn. And I can buy a car and food all online in two seconds. So let me go create some shit to be mad about. We're farming out our own shit. Oh, I'll say something totally risky. Please. And I, and I might get in trouble. And I'm not a... I'm like talking to the Zoom like it's the audience. <laughs> Please, sir. Yeah, well, um, see how scared this is what I'm talking about. We're terrified. <laughs> Everything's scary. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to say what is completely reasonable. And that's but why I never want, obviously, I never want like a hurricane or something to kill lives. I don't want people's lives destroyed by the hurricane. And it did, obviously. Oh, yeah. But... There's a small part of me that th- it's sort of like that Watchmen thing I was saying. Oh, where I know I f- where you're gonna go. Like I felt like a unifying destruction yes! would help. Totally. Because it's like, see, is nature conservative or or fucking liberal or whatever? It's like, no, it's just the thing, and yeah. we and we are that. You right. know what I mean? So it's like we have to think of ourselves as just um, you know ants that could be like drowned in a hurricane, right? And then, uh, and then, wh- why do you have to have the politics on top of that? Exactly, Roy that, Wood. I, yeah. Sorry, sorry. You no, keep going. You're no, on the roll. No, that's yeah. That's Roy, Roy Wood Jr. is this great. He's a great comic. Funny. Yeah. Guy. He's this great joke about how like if I was in Houston during the hurricane, and like it's all about just survival. And if some guy picked me up in a boat and it was like all lives matter, black people suck, I'd still be like, please pick me out of the water. Yeah. Because that at that moment it's just. This is nothing. Like these are just your opinions and my opinion. Save my life, and then we'll deal with that shit later. Yeah, and that's exactly what you're saying. Like this is important. We're people. We're human beings. We're trying to survive. Well, that's why I tweeted that actually when Hurricane Irma was on its way. I tweeted like, "Are the alt right uh, still racist during a hurricane?" <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> what would you do? Would you run past people suffering? I feel like we would instinctually so. help each other. Yeah, I think we're a lot less uh, racist than we we put on. Yeah. Of course, there are racist people. There's horrible. There's, there's racist black people. There's racist white people. There's yeah. racist Chinese people. Uh, but uh, I, I think we're decent human beings at the end of the day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's just like um, they just say, I don't know, they don't want to learn a new tech skill maybe. And that's <laughs> yeah, where it stems yeah. from. Right. It's like they took our jobs. Oh, there's these new jobs here you can learn. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> But then they show a video on the news like 8,000 times in five minutes about, look at this white guy holding these black kids out of the water. It's like, yeah, they're people. Qu- quit. You're the one dividing it. Right, like, right. Just, I didn't even notice the color but until you had to bring it up 38 times. Yeah, know? yeah. Just, he's helping somebody. He's, what are you, you going to do? Hey, these kids are black. I can't save them. No, you pick the kids up and you move on. Well, I love having like a young daughter right now because you just watch her go and play with everybody. Yeah. 
Yes, that's you, nice. You do you do see that it's it's yeah the it yeah it's the media and different things right. that make uh, movies and cliches and stuff that yeah, make us. It's really bad. Fucked in the head like that. Yeah, because she doesn't give a shit about anything. She loves everybody. She's playing with everybody. I know it's a weird time because everybody's going. I don't see color. Hey, blah blah blah. We're all equal. But then they go, "There's not enough black people in the show." You're like, well, I thought you didn't see color. So how do you know there's not enough? You know, which one is it? Are you obsessed with race or do you not notice race? Yeah, we do a show here. Uh, well, uh, me and some friends, like it's, you know, we started a show way back in the mid 2000s that still runs now. Different producers, but it was started by, it just happened that a bunch of us were white, but mm-hmm. it was like a month or a weekly show. It still runs now. Um, but okay, even in the white people that run it, um, which I never thought of, right? Because it was just a group of like-minded yeah. comedian friends that started a show, right? But even still, there's like you know, gay guy, uh, different uh, cultures, uh, Maybe a w- Jew. female, ma- yeah, exactly, yeah. men, women, and uh, but someone was like, "There's no black people uh, running Laugh Sabbath," and they made a stink of it online. It didn't last long because everyone's like, um, you know, because black people. Anybody does the show. Right. Or she's just talking about the producers. There's also no Asian people. There's also no yeah, Indian. There's exactly. also no uh, transgender. And, and, and the person wasn't uh, black that was of pointing course, that finger. Uh, sure. So then, to me, it was like, could you imagine if just by, the, you know, you round up a bunch of friends, you're at a restaurant, having laughs, and then someone comes up and is like, why is there no black friend at your table? Like, it was almost like, that, that's the same thing to uh, me. That's completely the same. It's that, ridiculous. That to me is more racist yes. than anything I've ever you're seen. You're sitting there you know? counting. You're going, wait a minute. No, no, no. What the hell? Let yeah, but something. then they're also treating like black people because they're not black. So they're treating black people like the, uh, what is it? Like, you know, a like thing. A novelty. That needs, yeah. Yeah. Like, a, like that's you, you got to have that object. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm completely with you. That, like, play, that makes me more uncomfortable than anything. That is the worst. It's almost like uh, when people say, uh, like, if you're dating an Asian woman, they go, oh, he's got an Asian fetish. And you're like, well, they're just in love. They're married. Like maybe they maybe they don't even notice that she's Asian. Yeah. Or maybe she's attracted to Asian women. She's attracted to white guys, and now they're a, a couple. Why does he have to have a fetish? <laughs> you know, like that's racist. Or like yeah, Bill totally. Maher when Bill Maher said the N word, everybody's like, you know, he loves black women, and it's like, okay, God, yeah, so like, maybe he's into these women and they're into him. Like you're you're totally diminishing her feelings at all. Like yeah. she's like. White man says he'll date me. Let's do it. Like, well, she picked him as well. Yeah. You know? Like, she's a person. Yeah, that was a mess. Oh, that was so bad. That guy sucks. <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, is, is he the problem? Like, I mean, I get it. It's the N-word yeah. and whatever, but like, come on. But yeah, I, th- I felt... Yeah, it, anyone trying to explain on either side, I felt like the situation just got worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all embarrassing and uncomfortable. Uh, well, I think we're getting wow. somewhere good here. Was, but uh, Yeah, do you it, feel relaxed or what? <laughs> well, there's still somebody who's going to listen to this and go, fuck them, I hate them, and it's like, yeah, right, well. Well, yeah, that person that pointed the finger at the uh, our weekly shows is probably going to be like, what? Um, I'm sure she's a fabulous person who's going to die alone. <laughs> was it? A, did you say lady? It was, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I uh, well... Um, That's the thing. They hate all this shit, but then they all listen to it. You know, they all like suck it up and and consume it. And you're like, well, just stop listening if you hate it. Yeah, I feel like if anyone's listening and they're confused, where Mark and I are coming from right now, I think, is 
everyone is lovely and we should just love each other and think about the bigger issues in the world probably. Yes. Right? Yeah, and on the flip side... Come like, together for a better reason. Yes! You know? Come on! <laughs> Stop pointing fingers. Stop making problems where there aren't. That's what I say. Things are good. Let's let it be good. You know, it's like that guy who, you know, you're in class and the teacher goes, all right, have a great weekend. He goes, no homework? And he goes, Jesus, shut the fuck up. Are you crazy? <laughs> that's, the, that's the PC guy going, hey, I'm pissed. You're like, oh, everything was going great. We're all having a good time. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, obviously, there are real, like, different problems in the world that people need to speak up about. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about. No. We're talking about, like, mostly, like, yeah, the super, like, super far left, stuck up, weird white people that are like pointing fingers at everybody that's what oh, i'm yeah. talking about and like, getting offended on behalf of other people which is incredibly condescending that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i am with you and then the people on the right are crazy oh, the super far right are crazy too so it's i right now i feel like it's yeah the far left and the far right and uh, uh mostly talking and the reasonable people are just getting like crunched up in the middle yeah like, i don't know what, what's gonna happen it's so true yeah I don't know what's gonna happen either but something's got to give and but I don't see how it's going to break. I there's going to there's going to be a guillotine soon rolled out into ta- like the town square. Yeah, I guess we're going where everything's coming back <laughs> around, you know. And now the shit that's like like they're trying to be progressive so bad that it's actually racist. Like there's a new show in America called The Mayor, and it's about a black guy who becomes the mayor, and that's the premise. This yeah. black guy's becoming the mayor. Wow! And you're like, yeah, they can do that. Yeah, there there are people who become. There's been millions of not millions, but there's been a ton of black mayors. Like, why yeah. is that? A, that shouldn't be a comedy premise that a black person becoming a mayor. That's it. But they want to have a there's diverse. There's not more than that. That's it. I mean, I think he's like like a, a regular guy. He's not like a politician, but still, it's oh, like I see. you know, he's a black guy who becomes a mayor. That's there's been a ton of dumb white guys who become mayors. Yeah, you know, but this is not. A, this is a comedy premise. That's crazy. That's racist. But they're trying to be like, look how many black people are on this show, and it's a black show, and it's on our primetime network. It's like, yeah, that shouldn't be comedy, though. He's just a black guy. Because, I don't know. That's I know what you that's... mean. Like, it's like, yeah, it's almost like going backwards by, yeah. Yeah, because they're that, saying, like... look how diverse and open-minded we are having this whole this black show. And you're like, I know, but the premise is a black guy being a mayor is humorous. Yeah. That is way more offensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's crazy. And, and the fact that they can't see that. And then I'll be in executive meetings like with TV execs where they're like, what do you got for us, Mark? And I tell them my idea. And they go, I got to be honest. We're, we're looking for minorities right now. Minorities are in. And you're like, saying minorities are in basically means they're like bell bottoms or spit, fidget spinners. Like, does that mean they're going to go out? And once they go out, you're not going to use them? Yeah. To me, that's way you're saying they're that's like this weird. fad that's just going to go away. They're you're, people. You're right. It is condescending. Ah, it's crazy. Weird. They don't really give a shit. They just want the, oh, they're in? Let's use them. Great. And we'll look open-minded. We'll look progressive. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> we're too. We're ahead of our time. We're too smart. That's the problem. <laughs> God damn it. We can see things clearly. And it's a curse and a gift. Yeah, it's creepy. Well, hopefully, I think, like, um, I want, like, there's a lot of stuff happening. Like, maybe the success of Get Out will have, like, more um diverse people and the people like in executive positions so mm-hmm. they're producing stuff where it's not like yes you know what i mean like that'll be cool that I would think. be nice yeah uh i was reading the 17 and one one chick was like i love when i i was at a on a date with a guy and we were at a town fair and he ate three chili dogs and i was so turned on i was like what 
That's I'm wearing cologne. I'm going to the gym. Chili dogs. I could do that. Obviously, it's all on an individual <laughs> basis, but uh, like that blew my mind. I was like, I, I would have never known this. This is so I love the idea of you cramming chili dogs yeah. in your mouth in front of a date. Like, huh? Totally. Huh? Yeah. And she's like, I'm a vegan, you freak. I'm like, ah, <laughs> shit. All right. And I get it. They're all, all women are different, but like, that was fascinating. One was uh, this guy brought a box up some stairs, and I saw he had a patch of sweat in his back, like on his shirt. And I was like, what? That's it? A patch of sweat? I'm, I'm covered in sweat. <laughs> so that was fascinating. One time I was seeing this. Uh, a uh, woman when I was younger, obviously, and uh, me, we, a bunch of us were getting drunk at a bowling alley, fun, cheesy night, and me and my drunk friend were starving, so we got like those crappy rolling hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Know? And uh, while we're laughing and having a good time, after I ate it, she whispered in my ear, you disgust me. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, what? Because we were just laughing, having such a fun time. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't tell if it was because I was wasted or because I ate that hot dog. Yeah, a little bit of shame on the hot dog side. <laughs> yeah, but I'm uh, a, in my utopia, there'd be no hot dog shaming. There you go. <laughs> I yeah. don't. Know, you know, that's another thing. When it comes to the like the men and women stuff is like I've asked girls out and they've been like ew or like yelled out gross and I'm like I would never say that to a woman. I don't care, a stranger or anything. Someone has yelled gross at you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, nice. I was a young skateboarder punk with B.O., and I, got, <laughs> I was pretty gross. Oh. <laughs> but it's just weird to say that to a stranger. Like, I'm just like, hey, can I buy you a drink? Or, hi, I'm Mark. They're like, oh, gross. And there's probably some, like, cunty girl in, like, a nightclub. But uh, I, would, I was just thinking, like, I would never say that to another human being. That is so mean. Yeah. You know? And it, but, like, you can say that to a guy. It's all right. Yeah. That's just one of those weird things. And, like, I don't know. There's certain things where, like, women will, like, will be like, men are so cold and we have so much more emotion than them. And then, like, if a guy cries, they make fun of them. So it's, ah, there's a lot of, like. Yeah. So it's like, man, you're seeing some some of the cliche behaviors of all of society need yeah, to be, like, erased and sh- etched and sketched, shake up and start over. Right. I just want consistency. That's all. Yeah. Consistency. Maybe they good. can project more aggressively towards men like that because of the the strength thing of men like men are scarier and stronger oh, i yeah. don't know maybe i'm maybe. just pondering here That's i have no idea you yeah. know because men can be like Rah! you know right and then so women have to be like gross get away from me like they have to do hard nose uh, right that's right. why i'm just wondering i think you might have something there yeah. but i'm all about a heart if she would have been like no no thanks i'd be like okay and i would right but you're a reasonable be, kind maybe person. yeah maybe that's it maybe yeah. some guys are like fuck you bitch you do what i say yeah you didn't say no hard enough right, right. Yeah, yeah and again those guys are scary i'm sure there's a woman right now breaking a pencil in half with <laughs> anger and i'm just trying to figure out this shit that's all i'm but you it's hard to get anywhere because you know we're so quick well to this call your utopia literally could have been like marsh- marshmallows are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm not that. I wish my utopia is. Let me try to understand something, and if you disagree with me, you shouldn't hate me. That's what we do now. You, you disagree, yeah. you hate. It's like no, I just I'm an atheist. If somebody's religious, I don't hate them. I just yeah. go, oh yeah, you're different. You want to have a conversation. You want to figure it out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. The more we put the stops to it, like all these stop signs. Uh, yeah, you're right. It just d- divides us more, and we can't figure stuff out more. Right. And, like, if you had this conversation with a woman, she would probably give you valid reasons. I think so. For some of the behavior. But 
like our, our society right now, you're sort of saying is like doesn't let us go to that exactly uh, length yet because you just should know right and case closed and we're shutting it down more and more so then we're going to get further and further and further apart the 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 answer is to get in there and talk about it and dig in and put the uh, fingernails in but it's or sink the teeth in as they say but it's uh, we won't let that happen because every instance of in, in uncomfortability we pull back and we go fuck you you're a piece of shit and you're like well. Now we're never getting anywhere. Yeah, and I get this too from like I can feel that you're coming from, you know, you're coming from New York. You're coming from America right now. For I can see it as objective outsider to a degree because I feel like you guys are way more inundated with the CNN banners oh, constantly yeah. flying. Like yeah. you guys are really like when I'm down there. Like I'll give you an example. Uh, like you know. So this is kind of like early 2000. So after 9-11, like the David Cross ranty stuff and the Patton Oswalt sort of ranty stuff around that time, uh, I kind of got tired of it for a bit up here because I was like, you know, this is oh, intense because right. it's like you're preaching to the choir. Like, right. we are with you guys. But then I worked on a project in, uh, in uh, D.C. for about a month. You know, and after taking cabs there with the talk radio blasting mm. and CNN on every freaking place building you go into, and I was like, "Oh, now I get how this kind of rantiness is necessary here." Yeah, yeah, because it's you're literally inundated with very passionate, angry opinions twenty four seven. Oh, it's it's a lot. It wears on a person. So I can feel you coming from that world a bit more. Where it's like, yeah, I guess Canada is lucky. We're a bit more chill, maybe. Yes, chill yeah. is good. Chill is yeah. normal because we we got it pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's racism, there's sexism, sure. and homo- like, like there's stuff here that that definitely needs to be dealt with and is hopefully being dealt with. But yeah, it's just it's not the same. America is like, yeah, opinion city. Yeah, it takes a toll. So yeah, it's to like vent. to learn an opinion down there is like the opinions on the like painted on a boxing glove and it just smashes your face. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know what I mean? Right. You finish your pie and there's an opinion on the plate. <laughs> You're like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Just trying to have a piece of pie. Yeah. So yeah, it's everywhere. I just, I used to have this joke about how, uh, this is a true story. I asked a guy, a black guy, I said, so what's up with the no swimming stereotype? You know, like you guys are the best athletes on the planet. But you can't swim. You can't tread water. And this girl at a, at a party was like, what are you, fucking racist? How could you say that? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm just trying to find out. And she's like, you are ignorant. And I was like, I know. That's why I'm asking the question. Right. That was the whole point. Like, that's why I'm asking. I'm trying to learn. And the guy told me, he's like, well, we tend to grow up in the inner city. We, have let, we don't really have a pool, a lot of us. We don't go to pools. We play basketball, whatever. He had some answer. That made a complete sense. And I was like, you see, now I know. You don't know. Because now you're more ignorant than me, but I had to be ignorant and be uncomfortable for a minute, and you called me a racist, even though I'm just trying to learn. And that's my whole fucking life right there. Man, that's the most valuable nugget of this whole episode. There you go. Well, it's on my first album on iTunes. (laughs) (sighs) Very nice. Still got it. What else? uh, Yeah, any. That's that's my whole nutshell. That's my whole case right there is that joke. I think it's good that, uh, yeah, because we don't know each other, but we like each other's comedy. I, I think I. Uh, yeah, I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm glad to learn. Uh, I think that's a good way to be. I think it's neat how you're taking a risk. Taking a risk, but it... Neat was not a strong enough word. <laughs> I, I think very it's Canadian. Neat. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very neat. No, I like the idea of, you know, ha- like, yeah, because it is like an insecure 
place, to, a vulnerable place to be. So, uh, you know, to take, to learn from taking risks because you're coming from a compassionate place. Right. You know, you, you know, it's, uh, that's good. I think more people need to feel that way. You're right. I, yeah, it's just, uh, it's getting bad. Like a friend of mine, he has a podcast and he says all these funny jokes and a lady wrote in on Twitter, like, you're a white supremacist. And he was like, what? I'm, I'm a good guy. Like, yeah. what are you doing? That word is, uh, you're, you're, you're making white supremacists seem like it's, they're bad people, and now you're lumping me in with them, so, like, you're taking the teeth out of the word, in a way. Right. Which is way, no, I'm different. And we do that with Nazi. That guy's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. It's like, is he a Nazi? You know, he's probably friends with a Jewish guy and, you know, lives in a city with Jewish people. I don't know. Like, I just feel like we're so quick to and then attack. You have the, yeah, and then you have, like, the president not chastising the yes, real Nazis. Yes. Like, that's the weirdest part. That's a problem, it's right. It's like reasonable people that would like everybody to come together uh, mm. in, in whichever way they can uh, fighting each other. Yes. And then, and then real Nazis are getting uh, free passes exactly. from the president. Exactly. <laughs> that's like the craziest thing. I know. It's wild. And then the guy who kneels on the football field is a son of a bitch. Yeah. He's a son of a bitch and the Tiki Torch guys is are they're like... Um, not not bad people or whatever he said about it. I them. really hope that stuff gets sorted out. It's really crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. The you're in the middle of it. It's funny, too, because people are like, the 60s were a crazy time. What a time to be alive. And it's like, you're like, oh, that looks great. Like, Martin Luther King got shot and John F. Kennedy got shot and uh, Woodstock and sit-ins and riots and buses and uh, German shepherds with the, the hoses and all that. And you're like, wow, that was a wild time. But you look on it romantically because we're I'm from the 80s, yeah. you know. So you're like, wow, look at that! Such great music, such great movies. And then now we're living in a time like that, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. Once you're in it, you're like, this is shit. This yeah. is brutal. I can't sleep at night. I'm freaking out all the time. I'm getting yelled at. So uh, just always funny to like you see these crazy times. You're like, wow, so so much passion. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, Ugh, this is brutal. Yeah, I think we're going to probably look back and like that woman's march. Yes. That was like incredible. I went to that. That was amazing. Amazing. By the way, zero violence. One yeah. Of the only marches with zero arrests. And it was probably like the biggest like it march was huge. ever. Like it was huge. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, good point. So, yeah, I mean, there are good thing good things come from Yeah. horrible shit, but uh we are pro- pro- you are pro- we are progressing it seems but it's getting it's difficult. It's difficult. I guess that's and it's same with comedy. You know, you start doing comedy because you're bummed out and you got to make light of horrible situations. Yeah. And then you get good jokes. Hopefully. I had a lady tweet me the other day. She was like, I, I made a joke about the kneeling thing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't know if this is something to joke about. This is a serious situation. And I was like, that's exactly what I need to joke about. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah, I think we should Yeah, you got a joke. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the lesson for this episode is don't worry so much maybe about the jokes. Yeah. And <laughs> worry oh, about Jesus. the actual demon monsters. I know. Jesus Christ. It's you know? so stupid. That's funny. Yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, don't be so quick to hate. You know, these people are like rallying against Nazis, but like you're coming at me with hate also. You know, like uh, the Nazis are evil but because they hate this group, but you hate this comedian because he made a joke. That's also irrational. So, yeah. like, maybe step back and realize you're being full of hate just like them. Yeah. So, that's that's all I want out of life, and that's all I want people to notice. And I think we could have it so good. we got a great place. But stop asking about the homework. 
Yeah, that's so funny. Well, you feel good? Ah, a little <laughs> riled up and uh, a little gay, but yeah, I feel all right. Uh, I got two shows tonight, so that'll be fun, and I'm sure I'll piss off somebody, but hey. Yeah. That's why I'm good about comedy. Like, when Quentin Tarantino makes a movie and cuts up a bunch of people with a hacksaw, yeah. people don't go, oh, he's a murderer. Right. You know? He just made art. So when you make art uh, and you make a joke about Asian people and everybody goes, well, he hates Asians. No, that was just a joke. Just like the movie scene. Yeah. It was just something you wrote. Yeah. Yeah, you know? And, ah, so that's all. Just take a step back, folks, and stop looking. What are you doing after JFO 42? Oh, I got all kinds of stuff. Uh, nice. Going to Detroit, San Francisco, Sacramento, uh Chicago, Zanies, I'm all over the map. Check out my website, marknorman.com, marknormancomedy.com, excuse me. iTunes, check out my podcast, Tuesdays with Stories. It's very offensive. And uh, praise Allah. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. That was a blast. Tweet at me and tell me you hate me. (laughs) All right, everybody, that was Mark Norman. Mark, thanks so much for coming on and uh, pondering things with me, very relevant and uh, things in our days and times and lots of ideas to wonder uh also and uh yeah for hanging out and talking shop i love talking comedy uh with guys that i think write really good jokes and that's mark norman so follow him at mark norm on twitter and look out for his specials uh on and uh, you can see his clips from conan online and um yeah where are you guys now did you finish that bike ride did you pull up the bike and be like yeah you know what it's too cold and then you just kind of locked up your bike outside of a diner and then you got some kind of diner food what time is it where you are i don't even know anything so tweet at us at utopia to me uh the podcast man we have lots of listeners and lots of fans but the, you know, for some reason i'm hung up on the twitter numbers there's there's good 500 that's not good come on we want thousands and hundreds of thousands this needs to be global this needs to be like uh in war-torn countries they're like wait listen to these privileged people in north america just taking the piss um and then the world unites i don't think that's how it's gonna work but follow at utopia to me and uh and then follow at me at chris lock fun because I'm always writing jokes and out there touring and doing stand-up too. Uh, this is coming out now. And then so mid-October, if you're Calgarians, you can see me at Laugh Shop doing uh, some stand-up there. So look out for that. I can't remember what else is coming up. Um, it doesn't matter. I'll keep talking about it. And that was it. So, you know, go outside um after you've done your big diner meal and uh, pay the bill all right hey what do you tip 15 percent? no tip 18 percent. some people tip 20 percent. i think that's getting a little freaking crazy i'm an 18 percent tipper i don't know should i not say that Ugh, go outside look up at a tree saying thank you for helping create oxygen however it is that you do that pat it on its bark and uh and then look to the sky and enjoy your life. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you.